what? There is no or what. I'm asking you. I'm coming to you, and I'm asking you, please. I don't want to have to take it from you. And if I don't, then what? Then you're going to beat my face in like Ed Peltier, aren't you? Y'all seen his face, huh? What's left of it? See, now that's what happens when someone crosses you. <laughs> Jim, hey, nobody is going to hurt you, okay? It's a lie. It's the biggest lie there is. I told that to my wife and my two boys. I said it a hundred times. It didn't matter. They came out of nowhere. There are dozens of them. I just pulled them right out of my hands. Well, the only reason I got away was because the dead were too busy eating my family. I'm okay. 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 Jim, do you want this? You'll need it. I'm okay. I'm Welcome everyone to Dead Talk Live. I'm your host Viz from Walking Dead Now and it is my honor tonight to welcome our very special guest Andrew Rothenberg uh, who's agreed to join us live here tonight. Andrew, thank you so much for being here with us tonight. Thank you so much for having me here. It's an honor, to, uh, like I said, to have you here with us tonight. You have been in the industry going on almost 30 years now. And we're going to get to some of your um, other projects uh, a little bit later on. But of course, let's start off with The Walking Dead. Uh, explain to us the process that led to you getting the role of Jim on The Walking Dead. Um, you know, like most parts, I just sit by the phone and wait. <laughs> Not true. Um, I was out in L.A. and I had, uh, like, like almost any audition, you get a call from your agent saying, hey, there's this thing. Uh, it's based on a comic book. I hadn't heard of The Walking Dead at all. I, I wasn't familiar with the graphic novels. Uh, some friends of mine were, and they're like, oh, my God, you're auditioning for The Walking Dead. And I went in a little early, maybe an hour or two early, and they handed me the the like the, the huge like first section of the, the graphic novels. And I sat down and looked through it. Luckily, Jim was only in like the first section, so I was able to get through that. Uh -huh. um, and then I just went in and uh, and the casting director was great, really took their time with it. And, you know, a lot of times auditions, you feel rushed and they'll tell you to just go faster and be happy. And obviously that that didn't really apply to this very much. Um, and I went back a second time <clears throat> and I didn't hear anything for weeks. And then uh, they actually called me in for another part for this, like, crossbow guy a little bit racist i'm like okay this is kind of fun i could do this guy too i've done that before and i worked on that that was turned out to be daryl um and that was fun but then again you know then i didn't hear anything for a while and then uh sometimes you hear within a week this one was probably like at least three weeks maybe more uh -huh. and then they let me know i got it and uh that i was going to be going to atlanta for a couple months which was amazing it was the first time I've, I've worked on something where they they fly you out and put you up and you live there in the town and <laughs> it was really it was a great great feeling wow wow that's so so you <clears throat> uh they were considering you for daryl they yeah I don't, I don't know if they had norman in mind yet um and actually i found out later that they had uh their first choice for jim was another guy uh -huh. and uh as what happens in the in the business they casting and the directors and the producers decide on who they want and they send it over to the network and the network has to approve it and i guess uh, i guess he was not approved luckily for me um 
and then I was in there. And so, the rest yeah. is history. Uh, That's history. The best episode of uh, season one is uh, season one, episode four, called Vatos. Uh, you were the reason why that episode stood out. No doubt about it. Oh. Your performance was real, raw, gut-wrenching. Your best quote uh, from that episode is, quote, the only reason I got away was because the dead were too busy eating my family. And that was actually a part of the opening <laughs> clip that we played. Uh, yeah. Jim was a broken man who had lost his entire family. What would you say was the motivating factor that kept Jim going in trying to protect the group that he hardly knew? Uh, what do you think motivated him to keep on going after he was so broken from losing his family? Um, that's a, uh, that's a good question. He was, um, I think he was, he was trapped in his own his own head of what he let happen you know i think anyone would feel immense guilt uh being alive and uh survivor's guilt maybe in a way yeah. of uh and it's your own family and there's nothing you can do um and he may not ever reveal the circumstances under which he was able to actually get away what did he what did he not do mm -hmm. that meant he might not have survived in that moment but did he not try to save his family? Did he? Um, so it's it's pretty horrible. So I I feel like a lot of what we saw Jim go through was just he was just in such a a, uh, a protected place. Maybe he was in a place where he's shut down. Um, Dale kind of bonds to him. Uh, Jeffrey Demun. Yeah. Uh, as an actor, we uh, we were like we were like this. We were tight. We still are. He's an amazing amazing actor and a wonderful wonderful man um and i loved kind of being buddies on there with him and i feel like jim and dale really kind of kept each other moving forward um and jim's you know jim was a, a like a, a mechanic uh -huh. and there's stuff to do so they gave him it, it, i think anyone apocalypse or not can can uh relate to all of a sudden oh i have a purpose all right let me focus on this um until he has a dream and then it's all over yeah yeah sort of <laughs> to take your mind away from thing and we saw many yeah. scenes where it's you and dale working on the rv together so yeah. it was like yeah. a good distraction now moving over to uh <clears throat> gerald prescott who portrayed jackie in that first season with you um you guys shared a pivotal moment when uh jackie reveals to the group that you were bitten uh, now, did you, yeah. uh, in from the aspect of Jim's point of view, would did Jim see that as an act of betrayal, or was she just looking out for the rest of the group and herself included? Yeah, I still can't look Gerald in the eye. <laughs> That's, uh, that was cold. Um, I. It's really these questions are very interesting because they're things that I. They are afterthoughts of what happened. Uh huh looking back on them as opposed to as an actor in the moment, how do you react and what are, what is the information you have? So it's very interesting because I haven't really thought about what, how do I see her after that? Um, because in the moment it was just like, Hey, we're all to be in the show's head. We are all in this horrible situation. I get it. I understand. You know, I was hoping I could get away with it yeah. and I would be fine. I was the first one in the group to be alive and, have a bite mm -hmm. and what does that mean nobody really knows so i i think jim was really just hoping no one would notice i don't i don't honestly feel like he blamed her or had any ill feelings for her at all yeah and that happened the morning after i assume after uh yeah amy got bit yeah she yeah we were all we're burning the bodies we're moving the bodies around uh amy got bit she was laying over there waiting to Oh, no, she'd already come back alive, I guess, at that point. Yeah, she already reanimated. Zombie, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, uh, Lori Holden and Andrea had to put her down. Now, mm -hmm. uh, when Jackie reveals that you've been bit and everyone surrounds you, um, at first everyone is really scared uh, because they know what is going to most likely happen. But within a split second, that fear turns to, wow, we're going to lose you, okay? 
And Jim is also in a state of shock. He keeps repeating, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, the expression on Jim's face is, you know, both, like I said, both of fear and confusion. Were you directed to play that scene out with those emotions? Or, were the, or is that something that you injected into Jim yourself at that moment? Well, I'm often in a state of fear and confusion. So... <laughs> And uh, I think that's probably why I got cast. Um, Look, I take uh, things like that that are just uh, the more emotional scenes. um, And I think a lot of actors would say the same thing. You just you take what is given to you by the other actors and what happens in the moment. And it really feeds what you do. I don't create what I'm going to do in a bubble and go out there and do it in my bubble and mm-hmm. hope everyone else is in in my bubble because that's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, so I was definitely, uh, it was a while ago, but uh, for instance, the, the I'm okay's there's like one I'm okay in the script. And I, for whatever reason, I just felt I had to just keep repeating it. And I knew that I, in the same way that I wasn't upset with, uh, with Gerald's character, there's just, I know we are all in this messed up place right now and I don't know what is going to happen, but I'm going to have hope and trust that maybe we can work this thing out. But, um, there was a lot of freedom given, uh, and trust in the actors on that set to, to know what to do and very little, you know, little pushes here and there, mm-hmm. but a lot, of, a lot of that is attributed to the, you know, amazing casting and just getting the right. That's a huge part of any show. You get the right people in there, and they know how to work with each other. Uh, that's that's great to hear because um, it sounds uh, you being a member of that original group. You know, uh, the first season, the premiere season of The Walking Dead. Uh, from what we heard from Emma Bell as well is. Uh, uh, the directors, the producers really let you guys do your thing uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to some of the later in the show actors who say things are a lot more controlled now and mm-hmm. for me personally I think that's what led to that first season being so successful and the franchise becoming what it eventually became now when your character was bit that was the first time ever that Rick Grimes uh mentions the cdc when they're all having that huddle discussion while jim is sitting uh by the rv uh rick's plan is to maybe get you to the cdc in the hopes that they're still up and running and they may have a cure um now we know that you never make it to the cdc spoiler (laughs) if the group showed up at the cdc uh, yeah. With you being bit and very critically ill at the moment, do you think Jenner, the guy at the CDC, ever opens up those doors for them? That's a good question because I, my initial thought is no. However, he was he was pretty dismal at that point. <laughs> I don't know if it would have made that much of a difference. But um, I'm trying to remember. Do you remember, did he... Well, they they got to the CDC. They're out there banging on. They're the door banging somewhere. on the door. They're being surrounded. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're coming in at all sides, and it took Rick seeing the uh, the outdoor cameras move, so he knew somebody right. was watching them, and he basically pleaded, "Hey, you're just gonna let us die out here," and that's when you see the door open up. They, he didn't automatically, right. Jenner didn't see them just strolling up the, the walkway and opened up the door right away from them. He was, you could tell, even well, though it's not in scene, it's implied that he was really debating whether or not sure. to let them in or not. I think Jen, and, and Jenner knew more than anyone else about the, the walker, what would you call it, disease? The virus, walker. yeah. Virus. Um, I call it many things. Um <laughs> Sorry. Um, so I, my, again, my first instinct is no, he would not let them in. However, if he did, then he would definitely be keeping Jim somewhere else and maybe even want to do some experiments on him. 
that's you know i have not thought of that uh from a doctor's scientific point of view he says hey there's another test subject coming in here never quite thought Mm -hmm. of that uh now the group honored jim's request to be left uh, by the side of the road and not continue on to the cdc in your opinion was that jim's way of controlling how he wanted to die or did he just lose all hope and did not want to put uh like dale who you you know dale and jim became close did not want to pull dale in jeopardy or the children in jeopardy did you want to control your fate definitely he 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 had already done enough damage by not being able to save his family i think any father can look at that and can try to even imagine what would happen if i was not able to save my wife and kids from from being eaten and then having to live with that so we put into a situation where you might jeopardize more people carrying the guilt of what had already happened um he was he did not want to bring anyone else down and uh I, I, I don't I don't know if he wanted to turn and then somehow find his family as a zombie. I, I don't I've, I've seen that come up as a well as, as a discussion point. But I, I think more than anything, it was just I just don't deserve to. I, I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't be here anymore. OK, OK, that's fair enough. Uh, Rick, as everyone, as they laid you by the tree and uh, they're saying their goodbyes, uh, Rick offers you a gun. Uh, you know, you did not accept that. Uh, now you brought up something that you heard discussed, uh, in the comic books, uh, I believe, uh, Jim says something to the effect of, I want to, maybe my family will come by and I will be reunited with them. Sort of hinting that he wanted to die and he wanted to turn into a walker. Mm-hmm. When you were acting out that role, even though that line was not put in into that scene, did they mention that to you to play it this way, even though you're not going to actually say the words? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I think it was. I I think that is something that that is left to the viewer to decide, and the people who know the comic book will will be aware of what is happening in that moment. Um, I mean, the, the, the realistically, of course, he's not going to be reunited with his family and that, that would not happen. But again, the idea of he has to tell himself that that's the only way he can, that that's one way he can step away from being alive. It's like, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be with my family. I just that that's where I need to be with my family. It's it's a kind of denial, I think, probably. Yeah. So that, denial of, of reality. So he just did not accept the fact. He didn't really believe that. Hey, once I'm dead, I'm dead. Uh, whether I reanimate or not, it doesn't matter. I'm dead. You know what I mean? At yeah. that point, he mm-hmm. didn't care if he came back and eternally roamed the earth as a flesh, just eating corpse right yeah gotcha yeah so just before everyone drove away jim and daryl norman reedus you guys had a moment uh no words were exchanged we played Mm -hmm. that also in the clip but daryl gave you a nod um when you made that decision to be left in the woods do you think at that moment uh daryl looked at you and that is the moment that daryl like okay this guy i respect him he's got guts he is not a wimp he's not a coward he is someone that i can respect now and that's why (laughs) daryl gives you that goodbye nod even though no words were exchanged between the two of you uh no i think And that is not, that's not, I don't think that's how I saw it in the moment. Uh-huh. Just when we were doing it, it was just going to be, okay, each person's going to come up. You'll give a look over to Daryl. You know, so we didn't know, we hadn't like choreographed what we we're going to do. The thing even with, with Dale, when he says, he comes up and he says, thanks for helping or something. Yeah. They knew how close Jeffrey and I were. And they're like, you guys just say whatever you want. Just whatever you feel in the moment. Wow. So there was a lot of, again, being left to whatever happens, happens. 
I when I when I, I think when I watched it for the first time and when I was doing it, I felt like it was, and and Norman might disagree, <laughs> but I felt like it was uh, from my side more of a. Sorry, I wanted to kill you. Thing. So Jim wanted uh, to kill Dale. I mean, no, uh, no, 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 no. More, more, more. Uh, uh, Daryl wanted to kill Daryl. More, more Daryl being like, "Sorry, I was gonna yeah. hit you with that pickaxe." Yeah, gotcha. Later, bro. Later. Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't. I I didn't see it as, all right. I'll kill myself. Do you respect me now? Like I didn't. No, I, I wasn't looking at it like that at all. Yeah, and it <laughs> didn't look like Jim really cared that much what Daryl thought of him, anyways. No, however, there again that the group was was uh, as as characters in the story were were really tight, and um, I think he cared about every single one of those people. And part, and I, I, I guess there's a there's a part of the decision to stay behind that is like, like we were saying that is well, I don't want to get any of you people hurt or killed I, I don't want to be a burden on any of you gotcha it's, that's not right either so many things played in with him wanting to be left behind gotcha okay so let's say let's play different scenarios here let's say jim is not bit let's say you guys do go to the cdc and everything unfolds the way it it did uh the exception is you're there with them okay mm-hmm. uh gerald jackie decides uh she's lost all hope She's like, I'm going to stay here with Jenner and die. Uh, Jim, uh, being a broken man, feeling as a father, he failed his family. If you were to guess, does he stay with Jackie and Jenner and just, you know, what's the per- what's the point of going on? Or does he find something in him to leave with the rest of the group and just, I don't know, just keep going? I think for him to stay with Jackie is follows the same lines as to what was happening for Jim. However, I think a a, a more uh, interesting choice would have been, I don't know, grabbing Daryl and strapping some C4 to him, pushing him over, taking his crossbow and diving out the window. (laughs) Um, That's what I would like to have seen Jim do. Something like that. Okay. Like a Rambo type action total rambo situation <laughs> for jim and everyone's like jim what the and he you know grabs a kid you know takes a kid out and you know just saves everyone and that, and then the whole whole rest of the series is jim's in charge <laughs> that sounds awesome um, it's, it could happen uh before we continue we do have a video question from our executive producer, uh, Marco. Uh, So I'm gonna go ahead and play that for you, and then I'll let you answer. So here we go. Hi, Andrew, good evening. Uh, My name is Marco. I'm the executive producer of Dead Talk Live. I just wanna thank you personally for being on our show. I know I'm a huge fan of yours, as well as our fans are too. So again, thank you so much for being here. I just kinda have a statement, which is gonna lead up to a pretty cool question. First of all, Vatos, which is the I think, in my opinion, the best episode of season one. And the reason why it was such a great episode and it left a big impact is because of your performance in that. So for that, I thank you and the fans, thank you for giving us a gut-wrenching, wonderful, just performance, it was amazing. And also the question leads to, how did it feel whacking Greg Nicotero in the head with a bat? I'm sure that must have felt really good. Anyway, enjoy the show, enjoy the hour. Thank you again and stay walking. All right, now it wasn't a bat, it was a shovel. Uh, but how- no, no, it was a bat. It was a, it was a bat? bat. I think a, a lot of people think I'm swinging a shovel because of the digging. Ah, you see, I was okay. I was wrong on that. I'm almost positive it was a bat. We 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 can uh, fact check that, but I'm I'm pretty sure it was a bat. Okay, so Marco was correct. So how did it feel? You know, now now how, how does it feel for you having your brother be right about something you thought he was wrong about? Well, he is my older brother, so <laughs> all right, all right, we'll give him that then. <laughs> kind of get used to that over the years yeah <laughs> um so marco thank you uh the um greg was very excited to any time he got to be one of the walkers and there were a couple situations on the show in that first season there's the there's the one that uh a bunch of us the guys circle around and hit and then daryl comes in and shoots him in the head after mm-hmm. we cut his head off uh i believe that was nick uh greg 
<laughs> that was Greg. Uh, and then when he was doing that scene biting Emma, he was all he got. He gets really, he would get really like giddy and excited that he gets to be the the walker in the scene. Um, so it was really fun having him do that. Um, and it's always great when you get to uh, hit someone in the head with a bat. Um, obviously missed him by about this much. Yeah. But camera angles, movie magic. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. That was a lot of fun. That whole night was was intense and fun. I had a lot of fun. A lot of people, some of the people on set were, uh, some of the actors were a little bit freaked out by the by the zombies in the attack, which is great. Good for them. I, I was just kind of having fun. Really? So the some of the actors who shall remain nameless were actually yes. kind of freaked out by the makeup <laughs> extras coming at them. Yes. Yeah. Some people, some people really let that get to them. Some, another person who will remain nameless, uh, I was on a hike with, uh, in Los Angeles in Running Canyon, as you do. Uh-huh. And um, something moved in the bushes over there. And she's like, oh, oh, God, I thought that was a zombie. <laughs> there's no zombies. <laughs> so, yeah, it, there's some, it really, uh, it's a really scary thought, wow. the idea of it could be real. Exactly. Yeah. Now, when we had Emma Bell on here last week, uh, she said that first season was not you got the set had not moved yet over to sonoya she said it was in atlanta is that is Mm -hmm. that uh is that where you remember it like outside of the first season the first season that you were in yeah so it was filmed just outside of atlanta oh yeah okay yes okay because it was very hot it was it was like walking out of the hotel was like walking in to a uh jacuzzi oh man yeah it was rough yeah everybody says that now it, and the um I'm, i just have to jump on that go ahead would, yeah. uh, this was a fun thing they would the makeup crew would be going nuts out there spraying us with dirt and sweat and they would sp- spray like sweat on us but we would just sweat it off because it was so hot so all of the all of the misery of the heat of atlanta that it looks like we're going through is is 100 percent real yeah. and that also with along with the crew being in the same situation is a, is a wonderfully bonding experience you know we're all in this together exactly. we're all in this hot hell together yeah that's yeah i could totally understand that now let's say jim survived season one uh as far as character arcs okay you already yes. sort of hinted at that you would have liked to see him become a badass rambo type uh character uh let's just say he went on for a little bit longer is that mm-hmm how you would realistically see Jim's character arc going? Putting the Rambo image aside. Uh-huh. Which is kind of hard to do. It's very hard. <laughs> I mean, you think Rambo. Exactly. Um, honestly, I, uh, he would have been much more of like the, the, the quiet planner, like the sniper type of guy. Uh-huh. Like he's, he has some, He'll listen to what everyone says, and he's like, if he agrees, great. If he doesn't, he's just going to say one or two things to to make it. This is what we should do, and then they put him, you know, and then he hangs out somewhere to like do a specific task of take this guy out, do that thing. Um, I think he would become very just kind of focused and always, like we were talking before, always needing a specific thing to do because he doesn't want to let that that be pulled away and and sink back into the the knowledge of what happened gotcha. like anyone on that show you know anyone who survived they've got to you've got to push that stuff away and deal with the task at hand you know because the world is changing literally every second now when you got the role of jim did they tell you up front how long you would last yes and sometimes when you work on a show you're told you have one episode you wind up having four or five or you stay for the whole thing sometimes they tell you you'll be here for the whole season and you get on there and they kill you after a couple episodes so um i was told there would be four episodes two three four and five and i i felt like it was a pretty solid decision at that time uh-huh. and also because of what happens in the comics it seemed like they were although they were definitely you know veering here and there from what the the comics said um 
I, I I knew that it was going to be four episodes. I was pretty clear on that. What was going to happen in those episodes, the amount of, you know, what scenes, what I'd be involved in, I didn't know about until I would get a script. Um, so, no, I, I, I knew how long I'd be there. I didn't know exactly what was going to happen in the interim. And I was really, really happy with, uh, with the work that Frank gave me to do in episodes four and five especially. But even before that, there's some great stuff. That's awesome. I mean, when your time wrapped, and it was pretty much near the end anyway, uh, what was the overall feeling on the set? I asked this uh, from a lot of people that were in season one or involved with season one uh, with Frank Darabont and all the other uh, crew members and the cast. Was there a sense of excitement that you guys, uh, uh, you know, laid the foundation for something really special? Was there just anxiety, crossing your fingers, waiting for it to premiere and hope that it does well, that somebody watches it? Uh, it's more the, the latter. You never, you never know when you create something, uh, what people will think of it, what the network will think of it, what the ratings will, you just, you have no idea. So I, I think we were very, all very careful to be knowledgeable that, hey, we did some really, I think we might've done some really good work here. Mm -hmm. This was very interesting. Um, it's a zombie show and there was some really good stuff happening. Exactly. Uh, beyond that, you do not, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's deadly to, uh, to start thinking about, wow, this is going to be huge. I do remember someone, uh, saying to Andy Lincoln, he's like looking at him one day and being like, you're going to explode. This is your life is over now. You know that, right? Um, but beyond that, they're, they're really, you want to be real careful and it's not about jinxing. It's not about, you know, what's going to happen. I think it's going to happen no matter what, but more, it's more about, you know, it's not worth getting excited about or thinking that, uh, planning for what you're going to do now for the next 10 years. Yeah. Uh, hopefully you just, you do the work and you work with good people and, at the end of it, you have a little party and you're happy and then you see what happens next. That totally makes sense. So what was it like working with uh, John Bernthal way back in 2010? Did he stay in character all day like we hear Andrew Lincoln did? Or did he break character in between takes? He was a big baby. If it weren't for me, I don't think he'd be where he's at today. <laughs> um, he was... He was great. It's very interesting. He's he's not a he's not about staying in character the whole time. Okay. It's just it's just that there is a Burnthal personality that uh, and honestly at first I'm like who's this who's this jerk? God. Ugh. <laughs> and then you spend you know and then you spend time with him like, "Oh, he's a great jerk. He's got an amazing heart." He's sweet. He's and he's he's committed to his, doing his job, and he cares a million percent about the other actors. And he's very considerate and very giving. And um, no, I love the guy. Was, I had a great time with him, and then we got to work again. And same thing. Just just an all around good guy. Awesome, awesome. He seems like a great guy. Now, now, Definitely. what was it like getting that call call email that they wanted you to come <laughs> back in season three? <laughs> to be a voice that Rick hallucinates over the phone. Did that surprise the crap out of you? It surprised the crap out of me. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was a great little call to get from my manager. Um now, of course, when you first hear that they called, you're like, "Oh my god, I'm going back on the show." <laughs> <laughs> um that's not what happened. No. But um but still, it was just just to be I without hesitation yes of course where do i gotta be yeah what what do you need i'm i'm there um and and a lot of that i attribute to the not not just the great experience with the cast that i had on the on the first season but just the the producers the the people who'd be on the set behind the scenes um the way everything was handled when i was there in the first season i can't speak beyond that yeah just nothing but but good feelings and good people and um so happy to to get to jump back in there for a minute yeah how did it make you feel that uh of all the people that rick has lost that they're like jim that is a person that left an impact uh that is something that rick held 
deep into his heart and he has to be one of the people that he hallucinates getting a phone call from. How did that make you feel? Did that change your opinion about Jim's character and his impact that he had uh, on Andy, on Rick's character alone? Um, I don't know. I I hadn't I hadn't thought about that. That's uh, because you got to admit. I mean. Uh, you know, there was some time between your time on season one to when Laurie uh, dies and he's losing his mind and he gets his phone call and it's only from a select, mm-hmm. he only hears a select few voices, but Jim well, look, is one was, of them. Yeah, he, Jim was at the beginning, Jim was one of the first people he had to deal with a human and making a decision to not you know he's a he's a police officer he yeah. helps he saves and here's a guy saying don't save me don't yeah. do your job make, make a choice that is against everything in your in your heart and your soul um so i, I can see why that would have a, a huge effect um an impact uh, yeah exactly. yeah exactly Beyond that, I don't know. You'd have to ask the people who made the decision who make who he, who he's going to get the calls from. You know, gotcha. I'm, I'd be curious to hear uh, how they came up with those. That. Uh, so let's just say you get another call. Okay, they want to bring the character of Jim back as some sort of flashback uh, to close out the series, which is uh, coming to an end in 2022. Uh, would you say yes, the same way you did in season three, and say, "Where do you want me?" Of course. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How uh, my 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 exit was good. My my experience with the with the show was good. I it was beyond that. Um, I I feel like I I, I owe a lot to that show. Uh-huh. Um, uh, and and I would be happy to to lend my services <laughs> in any way. Any way at all possible. There you might be. Oh, that's that's great. Now, let's, in case they're listening, let's yeah, uh, <laughs> let's move away from The Walking Dead for a little bit. All right, you also played recurring roles in other major TV series prior to The Walking Dead, including mm-hmm. uh, the very popular HBO vampire series True Blood. That was back in two thousand and eight. Your character yeah. on that show was Malcolm. <laughs> And you were the leader of a small nest of vampires. Was this what led you to taking the role of Jim on in The Walking Dead? No. (laughs) (laughs) It had nothing to do with it. Um, True Blood was... I think I literally had just moved to L.A. It was one of the first auditions I went in uh, into felt very lucky alan ball was there in the audition he was the producer and the creator of the show um had an amazing time being a vampire little side note uh sitting in my living room the other day i heard the the theme of the show running in the apartment upstairs Ooh. so so my neighbors might be uh might be hit me up pretty soon <laughs> um but no no that had i i in no way was drawn into the genre or or pursuing following that um it just so happened that 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 walking dead came up uh two years after that yeah two years yeah yeah. Yeah. now you have worked on many great shows over the years uh way too many to list but some include er uh walker texas ranger prison break like we said true blood and then of course the walking dead when you look back now on reflect uh, which role in TV show really stands out in your mind as one of your best performances on the screen? Looking back, you've had, like I said, you've had a long career. You've had, you you are a veteran beyond a veteran. All right, all, all right with the long. <laughs> okay, let's, let's not push that. Um... Which role are you most proud of? Uh, hard question, huh? Because there's so many. It's a hard question. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, as you mentioned, Walker, Texas Ranger. Come on, Chuck <laughs> Norris. Come on, Chuck Norris. Two, two, two episodes of that. Totally different people on each episode. I got B 
beat up in one and blown up in a truck in another. <laughs> um, look, the it's it's interesting. I I so as an actor, you put together your reels. You put together like scenes from different stuff to to uh, to send to people for casting when you're doing other stuff. Um, and there's a few of them that when I when I when I go through and edit or talk to someone about getting a scene up on the website to make sure it's there. Um, there's a few scenes in The Walking Dead that I feel are are I feel are probably some of my my, my best work on camera. Yeah. Um, and again, I attribute that to 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 the whole production and the whole and the the family that we created on that show. It felt I I'd, I'd, I'd done a lot of theater beforehand before I I was uh, before I did The Walking Dead. And, um, in theater, you always create this this really tight-knit family and it's intense and you're with each other and you trust each other and you're up in front of an audience and it's it's uh you have to trust that that person next to you has got your back yeah and that doesn't always happen on tv it really it just doesn't walking dead definitely was one of the few times that i felt that kind of uh that kind of trust and security in the people i was working with um that was definitely one of the best uh, for experiences for me. True Blood was just so much fun, and similarly to The Walking Dead, you get there and you know you put the teeth in, yeah. and you're like, "This might be really stupid," because it's the first season, and you don't know if if, if this is going to be a dumb vampire. What what am I doing right now? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> but you know, you do it and you commit to it, and. Um, I had a really great time. I would love to have had some more time with Malcolm. Yeah. A little more vampire time. I mean, who doesn't want to be a vampire? I'm trying, yeah. So much fun. Um, beyond that, there's... Uh, there's a, I, I did a little one-episode thing on a show called Dark Blue, which was a lot of fun. I just kind of played this really bad sidekick to a to a like small small-time mafia guy. Uh-huh. And I had a lot of fun doing that. That's so cool. look that one up. Um, but but definitely, uh, I drawn to the darker stuff, uh, Walking Dead, uh, especially the the stuff where I'm tied to the tree and um, uh, John Bernthal's characters coming over and talking to me. And, yeah. You know that's the I don't know those scenes. I really I, I loved working on that stuff with them. So. That I mean, that scene for me when uh, Shane John Bernthal has you on the ground and he's trying to convince you, Jim, yeah. no one is gonna hurt you, and then you reveal what happens to your family. And what I did is I took in your performance, but I also looked at uh, the faces of Sarah Wayne Callies and uh, uh, you know with Laurie and Laurie Holden. And just their their expression of like, oh my God, we had no idea that this happened to this man. This is how he lost his family. And I know that was all scripted, that was all acted, but your performance while Shane had you on the ground and your face is smushed right up against that grass, to me, that's your best moment on The Walking Dead. That is just, that, no, thank you. that grabs you. I mean, that just grabs you, it grabs you in the gut. Uh, now, are you going looking to the future? Are you interested in branching out from acting sometime? Maybe, maybe dipping your hand into some producing or directing. Um, I, of course, I wouldn't mind uh, directing. I know some people who think I, I, I'd probably, I, I should start directing so I could stop telling them what to do. <laughs> um, but uh, it's it's not something that I've actively pursued. Uh huh. I um. But I I think often often for actors that happens when they work on a show for a long time and they're they're on they're around that uh, that world like every day yeah month after month year after year and then they they're like okay I see how it works to put all this together let me give that a try yeah um, I've I mean I've done little I've worked on little independent projects um, and I definitely enjoy that. But it's it's not something I have I have uh, 
pursued actively, but uh, I could definitely be interested in that, yeah. That's great. Now, you mentioned earlier uh, when you got the role of Jim, you were told to pack your bags for Atlanta for a couple of months. How much time uh, did it actually take uh, to film your part uh, in The Walking Dead? Was it really months? If so, how many? So I'm... I believe it was uh, it was close to two months. Okay. Um, there was another episode after I was done. I actually uh, I, I, I I had a rental car and I was able to drive back up to Chicago to see my family when I when I usually had like maybe a week off or something. I'd drive up there and drive back. Um, and I remember I, I left and I came back for the rap party because I was done yeah. uh, before they shot the last episode. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it was it was about two months and I'd, I'd never been to Atlanta and I had a great time. Oh, my God, the food there. It can it can kill you. It can just go straight to your heart. <laughs> it's all over that rap party. I guess this is the first time I'm hearing of that. That season one rap party without revealing too much. How was that? Yeah. I mean, you guys must have had a blast. <laughs> Well, you know what's interesting? It's like uh, most rap parties, most of the uh, the lead actors, most of the a lot of the actors don't come because they're exhausted. Uh-huh. Um, they work so hard. If anyone thinks that that lead actors get paid a lot of money and don't earn it, you are a hundred percent wrong. These people are on set all day yeah. and then working on lines for the next day, all night. And when they wake up, these people work their asses off. So um, there were a few cast members, a lot of the crew. Um, it, it was funny because I showed up and I'd been gone for like a week and a half or whatever it was. And it was great to see everyone, but it was just, there were a lot of kids or like families and their kids were there. And there was, there was, you know, there's, you know, a, a dance area and uh-huh. they had, you know, a DJ, whatever. But uh, like I wind up doing it a lot of weddings, it's like, oh, let's, you know, just start dancing and, and being a goofball. Yeah. And they basically seen me being this, this dark, depressed, miserable man for two months. And then there's this guy who's out there being a goofball dancing like Michael Jackson. Fun, Andrew. Fun, Andy. Fun, Andrew. Yeah. He can be fun, too. <laughs> um, so it was a blast. I'm really glad I can't. I, it, was, it was honestly, it was something that they weren't. It's like, okay, you're done. Bye. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? I'll be back for the party. So <laughs> save, save me a seat. Okay. Because, I, I, because it, feel, it feels weird to just be done and leave. Because I felt you know, I'm part of the family. Oh, yeah. I want to come. I want to be there for the for the adios. So. Okay. And no matter what happens in the future with The Walking Dead, you will forever be a part of that OG, the original gang of The Walking Dead. Now, moving on, do you have any regrets on a role that you have turned down or maybe did not audition <laughs> for? that you're like damn that was a missed uh that was that could have been something really fun uh, that i just let slip through my fingers i'm flattered that you would think that i'm in that place where i <laughs> i say no not that no not that yes that um <laughs> no, <laughs> no i have not th- there's i think any actor in in my position has a list of the things that they got close to or they almost got or they thought they were going to get or they thought they nailed and they did not get um there's a couple of those of course uh and i've you know and there will be more i'm you know into the future but um i'm just i'm really glad that i got to do what i did do and what i've got coming up and then it's uh that's the life of an actor you know gotcha you never know what's next gotcha now you played a small part in what is, without a doubt, the one of the best seasons of American Horror Story, okay? <laughs> yeah. uh, that's season two, Asylum, of American Horror Story. What was the experience like? Did you get to interact with the iconic Jessica Lange and also Sarah Paulson? What was that, you know, set or working or even seeing 
you know, those legendary, legendary Jessica Lang. I mean, Leg Jessica oh, Lang. She's amazing. She was, King, yeah. she was in King Kong, you know? I mean, well, yes. And other Yeah, and other things. Yeah. Like, yeah, King Kong. <laughs> King Kong. I mean, come on. What was that like? Um, I mean, Meryl Streep, Mamma Mia. Come on. <laughs> um, it was it was great because I, it's funny with uh, True Blood and Walking Dead. I was in the first season of it. It wasn't you know no one knew about it. Yeah. We didn't know if it was going to be any good. American Horror Story. You go in there and it's oh, you're it's it's already a huge thing. And ooh, now I get to be on the thing that everyone knows is is huge and cool. Yeah. And and smart and interesting and scary and weird. So that was that was great. Um, I I. I, I was going to, uh, I completely forgot to look up the name of the woman who played my wife. She's an amazing actor, uh, actress. She played um, Calamity Jane on, on Deadwood, and I, I love her. She's amazing. So it was, I got to work with her as my wife. Uh, Jessica Lange, uh, she's, she's, a, she's a legend oh, and yeah. an incredibly smart actress. And to get to sit there with and act across from her, was uh shocking <laughs> um and 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 but just you know putting all that away and showing up and doing the work yeah which is what you got to do um but just being on that set and ryan murphy being there running around doing his thing yeah. uh that asylum just the staircase that went up forever that was all there and what a creepy um, place that set must have been creepy oh, yeah man. i i actually whenever i'm on a set i do photography and whenever i'm on a set and i'm not doing anything i walk around and i and i take weird pictures of like my character in odd situations or i, I try and do a lot of documenting of the kind of my own version of what it's like to be on that set that's great and that one that one was a lot of fun to be on wow i can imagine all the great pics you have all the over the years do you ever think about maybe one day down the line putting a little coffee table book together one day yeah. one day why yeah I'll do it. why not anyway guys yeah. we are out of time Andrew, I want to thank you for a fascinating chat. It's been great. Thank you. It's been great having you here with us. Uh, it's been a treat. It's been an honor. There's no other word to describe it uh, to get the chance to uh, talk to you. Um, oh, my brother says Robin Weigert is the name of the actress. Thank you. Yes. Yes. You see? Robin Weigert is an amazing actress. <laughs> he looked it up. Robin Weigert. Thank you. Well, Anyway, Andrew, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to tonight's episode. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. I'll be back on the air again tomorrow night. Uh, stay safe, everyone. And, of course, as always, stay walking. Good night, everyone.